0: It is a special delivery weekend edition of Daily Delivery. I am Michael Rand. Chris Hine covers the Timberwolves for the Star Tribune. It is in Memphis, where, um, you know, a few hours ago, as of recording right now, the Wolves beat Memphis 130 to 117 in game one of the Western Conference playoffs, first round, first game. And uh, Chris, we talked plenty going into this series that maybe this was a good matchup for the Wolves, you know, just because of the way the regular season played out, they split that season series, even though Memphis won 10 more games than the Wolves did this year. This, for whatever reason, um, the Wolves seem to play pretty well against this team. And, you know, you did wonder though, playoffs, are things going to be different, right? Because you just don't know what's going to happen when the bright lights come on, but Memphis, not a team with a ton of, playoff experience like the Wolves so as you kind of sit back now you know hours after the fact and think about how that game played out what what in particular stands out to you
1: you know I think what stood out was it it really wasn't all that different from the way that the regular season played out you know I don't I don't think the game was any extra intense I, I don't think that you know the teams did necessarily a lot different from how they normally play. Um, I, I think it, it very much played out like those four regular season matchups with the Wolves, you know, doing a, doing a little more throughout the, the, the game, really. Uh, you know, Anthony Edwards was fantastic uh, in his first career playoff game with 36. Carl Anthony Towns bounces back, puts Tuesday behind him. And the Wolves, you know, have two of the three best players on the floor, during this series and you know i think you sh- i think they showed why a lot of people at least locally maybe not nationally but at least locally saw this matchup and were like you know what the wolves have a shot at this and winning game 1 i think that's the game you always ch- want to try to win if you're the road team because especially the memphis grizzlies were coming off a long layoff they hadn't played in a week a little rusty you saw that at the start the Wolves jumped out to a fast start and never really looked back.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, you're saying locally versus nationally. I think the, uh, the national ESPN, they did all the picks going into the every single playoff series. And I believe it was 21 panelists picked Memphis and zero picked the Wolves to, uh, to win the series. So th- that said, I think people did expect this to be a series. And people do say uh, a series isn't really a series until the road team wins a game. Well, that happens in game one, like we've talked about already so far. You mentioned Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards. I want to start with Towns just because there was a lot of, you know, a lot of chatter and rightfully so after his, you know, disastrous game against the Clippers where, you know, he fouls out and in the time he's in there does not look particularly comfortable but the wolves win that game anyway give him kind of a you know a, a, a mulligan to 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 show his to show his worth and you know I, I've talked about this on the podcast already this week like his his playoff series against Houston was not very good his first go around so for him to come out and to look the way he did to score 29 to get 13 rebounds and obviously it wasn't just him but that felt very important not just for the team but for the perception of Carl Anthony Towns
1: yeah absolutely i think I think that's a big development for them here and really, from the start of the game i i was you know I was definitely looking for for signs of you know was he gonna come out tight was he gonna come out ultra aggressive you know was the pendulum gonna swing kind of wildly one way or the other, and quite honestly he you know he played a normal game, and that's exactly what, what they need. they just need him to be himself he doesn't have to do anything extra he doesn't have to try to bully people around. He doesn't, you know, he, he just has to be himself. That's all they need. That's what they got today. Um, I think, you know, it's a better matchup for him uh, against Memphis and the Clippers. Um, you know, the, the Grizzlies have for most of this game uh, tried to put Steven Adams on him and Towns was able to take advantage of it. Um We'll see what Taylor Jenkins decides to do going forward in this series. Uh, Steven, Steven Adams was really a, a non-factor in this game today. Um, so <clears throat> that's that's just what they need. They just need Towns to be himself. Don't try too hard. Don't push. Don't tense up if things don't go your way early in a game. Don't cry to the officials. Right. Don't, you know, don't, don't lose your composure. Just be, be yourself. Be under control. And he admitted that there were times during the game that he had to kind of catch himself, you know, to to not you know react over the top or anything like that. So it's still something to watch going forward. One game does not erase, uh, you know, all those all those potential issues, but it was certainly a, a step in the right direction. Take a playcation to Mystic Lake for twenty four seven gaming, fun restaurants and bars, and luxurious hotel rooms. And join Club M to bask in the rewards. Follow the lights to Mystic Lake, where every day is play day.
0: How much do you think, I mean, Stephen Adams didn't attempt a shot, did not attempt a field goal or a free throw in 24 minutes in this game, was a minus 13, only even got three rebounds. I mean, he's, he's a better player than that. I'm sure that will change as the series goes on. But how much does Carlton Towns benefit from the opposing center uh, who played half of the minutes, not attempting a shot, and that, that helps keep him out of foul trouble. That makes him not have to work nearly as hard on the defensive end as he might have to in other matchups, right?
1: Exactly, it, it does. When he's a non-factor like that, it, it you know it should help them in their defense against John Morant. I mean, Morant had a had a brilliant day today, um, but you know Memphis really wasn't able to take advantage of of the way john morant was playing part of that was memphis uh, had a tough day shooting threes which memphis is not a great three-point shooting team and that plays into the wolves hands a little bit another reason why this is a decent matchup for the wolves um, because memphis cannot take advantage of like the wolves scramble defense which tends to leave people open for for threes um so yeah i I think that's going to be one of the big the big kind of strategy storylines going into game two is just what does Memphis do what Stephen Adams, you know, are there going to be more games like this? Um, one of the things that Stephen Adams did, Jaron uh, Jackson Jr. Uh, and Clark did, kind of throughout the, the the regular season, was they they crushed the Wolves on the offensive boards. Yes, that didn't happen today either. The Wolves did a, a commendable job, especially given uh, what Memphis had done to them at times during the regular season of keeping those guys off the offensive glass and. You know, I think Steven Adams having zero shot attempts is a direct result of, of the job that the Wolves did on him on the boards because you know he, he probably gets a couple shot attempts if he's grabbing offensive rebounds and just putting them back up.
0: You're right. He only had one offensive rebound in those 24 minutes, just three total rebounds. Anthony Edwards, like we talked about already, to 36 points, six assists, had a steal, had two block shots couple of rebounds, perfect eight of eight from the line, an efficient 12 of 23 from the field, really picking up where he left off in that Clippers game where he had 30 points and he was their leading scorer in that game. And you you wrote about um, in the lead of your story, read that, please, Start Tribune, starttribune.com. You wrote the lead of your game story, just kind of a moment he and Carol Anthony Towns had before the game where catch, just saying, be yourself, do 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 what you do. And to say that to a 20-year-old already um, you know, do what you do you know, when the bright lights come on. That's what that's when Ant uh, shines is why I think of something about what he tweeted the other day. That was, again, the case in, in this game. What more can you say about a 20 year old making his playoff debut scoring 36 points?
1: I think this is kind of what we all thought about Anthony Edwards, uh, you know, just watching him over these last two seasons, getting to know him, seeing his personality on and off the court. Nothing really phases him, um, and I think you 're seeing that now the the big moment he loves it a, a road a road atmosphere you know he 's joking about how little kids are telling him that he stinks and he needs to go sit down and how much he 's enjoying the trash talk with them, uh, that he loves the Memphis crowd for that reason. Uh, <laughs> you know, there, there are other people that that might just get intimidated by that, that might shy away from it. He, he embraces all of it he, he relishes the moment. He's not afraid to take any shot on the floor, uh, as he said, say sometimes to the chagrin of Chris Finch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but when you put up thirty six, nobody's complaining. Um, I just think you know he's 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 not phased by anything. He he, you know he had he had a stretch of, you know the, towards the end of the regular season where he wasn't playing well. Uh, he, he had he had some slow starts. He kind of self diagnosed the problems. And by the end of the season, he was back to himself again. And, you know, I think it just shows kind of maturity and and the intelligence that he has uh, at 20 years old. Um, he, he really is a, a unique player, and and he's, he's been showing that this week.
0: Now, game flow-wise, I mean, you know, the Wolves took an early lead, and, you know, aside from Memphis getting a couple of, you know, brief – Two point leads. I think the second, the last of them was in the second quarter. It, it felt like the Wolves were kind of in control um, for for large stretches of that game. Did that piece of it surprise you? It wasn't a coast to coast win because, like I said, Memphis did lead briefly a couple times. But it the the way that the game flow went, it wasn't like it was you know this this like late surge like the Clippers game. This was kind of a, a start to finish. This was the better team in this night. Did that surprise you?
1: Yeah, it did. It did. Um, I, I was sitting uh, I was sitting there, and I was just kind of waiting. Like, Memphis is at home. It's game one. They're a good team, over 50 wins. Like, I just kept waiting for, like, a big surge from them where they're going to take control of this game, go up by, like, eight or ten, and they're going to end up having to, having to play from behind the rest of the way. That's what I was waiting for um, during this game. And it never happened. I think Memphis's biggest lead of this game was two. Right. In part because every, every time Memphis put, a, put together a run or threatened the lead, it was usually Edwards that came up with some sort of big basket. Um, you know, some, some three or a pull up jumper, he took it to the rim. Uh, Towns would do something productive. Uh, towards the end of the game, Jaden McDaniels played really well. Um, you know, they, they had an answer for everything in, in, a, in a road environment in the playoffs. Um, It it was impressive from that aspect that they didn't let any little Memphis run spiral out of control um, and just stayed doing what they were doing, which was working for most of the game.
0: I'm glad you mentioned some, you know, some of the not role players is probably the wrong word because these guys are, you know, rotation players who are relied upon. But, you know, Jaden McDaniels, 15 points in his playoff debut, 15 points. Seven rebounds, you know, five of six from the field, two of three from three point range, a plus 19 in his 25 minutes. Uh, Malik Beasley had a really strong game off the bench, played 30 minutes, probably helped buffer a little bit of D'Angelo Russell's tough shooting night because they could play Beverly and Beasley together. And that was a pretty good combination. Beverly had, Patrick Beverly had a very good game, made that big three pointer late that kind of pushed that lead. To the point where it was, it got it got comfortable. And he had ten points, six rebounds, six assists. I mean, this, as much as it was that the Towns and Edwards show, we can't overlook the fact that this has been a very deep team at times this year. And you know, maybe not, you know, I still, I still think they lean on their starters plenty. They lean on their big three plenty, but they, they, it's, it's not limited to them. And those kind of secondary players did show up tonight.
1: Yeah, uh, Beasley had a huge game, like you said. He helped uh, to cancel out some of D'Angelo Russell's struggles. Uh, Russell was two for 11 uh, tonight. Uh, McDaniels had a huge second half uh, just on both ends of the court. Uh, he had that one sequence where he blocked John Morant. Uh, the game was still, uh, you know, met, I think the Wolves were up six at the time with about a, about two minutes left, so still very much you know, in, in doubt and contention. He blocks Morant's shot. Wolves come down to the other end. Ball swings around to him, and he nails a corner three, basically ends the game with that with that offense defense kind of sequence. Uh, he he learned a little bit just from one half to the other. He said about uh, defending more with his chest, defending less with his arms. He got three quick fouls in the first half, uh, but he came out and you know I think alongside Andy Cat was was uh, you know the the third most important player for the Wolves in that second half.
0: As we think ahead now, kind of finishing up here, finish thinking ahead to Tuesday's game. You know, a couple of days off. Um, you know, Memphis has to be feeling, you know, like wow, that you know, kind of got 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 hit in a way, but they also probably can lean on the fact that, you know, hey, they did this to Utah last season, and then Utah took four straight from them. They got to know that this is, you know, one game does not define a series. That said, like, you know, this is a body of work here where they know that this is a tough opponent. Um, You know, adjustment wise, you know, as we think of kind of game two, cat and mouse, how this, you know, how these teams might adjust to each other. What what do you think we have to look forward to there? You
1: know, I think the big thing is how is Memphis going to choose to guard Towns? Will it be trying to guard them straight up again? Will they try to bring more, more doubles uh, the way the Clippers did? Will Steven Adams be a part of those rotations? Can Jaron Jackson Jr. stay out of foul trouble? And can Memphis hit more from the outside and punish the Wolves' defense? Um, we'll see what kind of uh, chess moves that Chris Finch wants to make against John Morant, who only took one three today. Um, you know, are they going to try to pack the lane a little more, Make try to make him shoot from the outside? But John Morant's so good and so quick that I don't, I'm not sure how much of it matters. Um, and if the Wolves play like that, like I said, can Memphis punish them if they try to pack the lane and keep keep Memphis out of the paint uh, where they do most of their damage offensively? So those are the things that I'm looking for in Game Two. Um, look, this is going to be a close series. Like you know, the, I think the the difference between these two teams is not very big, um, and I think you know just a couple plays here and there in any given game can can swing it. So uh, you know, just because the Wolves won this one. Um, like you said, you know we've seen plenty of series where the road team wins game one, and then after that, the home team gets together, wins four straight, or wins four of the next five, and you know it's that game one becomes a distant memory. So that's what the Wolves have to guard against here. Don't get too high. Uh, make your adjustments, and we'll see what happens on Tuesday.
0: My, I, I got to admit, and this, let's end with this. My perception of this series did change a little bit just with this outcome. I, I knew going into this felt like a favorable, a relatively favorable matchup for a, For a two seven, it was it was closer than most two seven series were. Now I, I, I I'm now at the point where I went, I go from this could be a series to this could actually be a series. They win. Not I didn't I didn't really have that thought before game one and that that has changed not just because of the outcome but 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 by the way the outcome was achieved is is that the same for you or do you still want to see more in game two and beyond before you change your your perception of this series
1: i want to see the wolves win a second game that's my that's my thing uh I i came into that i'm like i know i know they're probably going to win at least one game somewhere in here and they might even win one of the first two um, but, you know, I, if they can somehow go up 2-0 or 2-1 after game three, potentially, you know, then, then I'll, I'll actually believe it. I know it's like, you know, it's a, that's a big prediction there, Hein. You know, they, they win two games in a series and you no. think they can win the series. I hear you. But, though, I hear you. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I do know. I just, I just kind of need to see it, you know. I, I, because we've, we have seen before so many teams just win one game. And, you know, they get railroaded out of the series anyway.
0: Yeah. No, and we've seen this team be inconsistent all year, too. So yeah. one game does not predict how game two will go. But they've got to be feeling good about this. So, I mean, I, I did not sit in on the post game. What was mood wise? What did we what do we glean from that?
1: Oh, they're pretty happy with themselves, um, you know, I, as they should be. Listen, you got you got a playoff win in game one on the road. You should be happy. Um, and had a couple of funny quotes as usual you know I guess they talking about kids trash talking him on the sidelines um, you had Towns uh, was, was in a seemingly good mood um, you know and again why shouldn't he be He played a great game Chris Finch very even keeled even demeanored as he usually is win or lose um, so yeah it was nothing out of the ordinary um, and you know you, you had two, two days off between one and two here. Uh, the Wolves are staying in Memphis. Uh, they are not going to go back to Minneapolis with the two, even with the two days off. Um, so they're just going to kind of hang out here in Memphis and we're all going to eat some barbecue and we'll see how much weight we put on by the time we get back.
0: <laughs> Sounds good, Chris Hein. Well, I'm sure you and I will be talking plenty as this series goes on. And Patrick Royce and I will be talking about this plenty on Monday's show as well. Game two, Tuesday, 7.30 start, I believe. Is that right? 7.30. A lot better than the game four start, which I believe is 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock. Minnesota yes, time yes. on a Saturday. Uh, killing our copy desk, killing our deadlines. we that love is, that? Yes. That is not great, but we've we've <laughs> been lucky. A lot of the other start times are pretty good, including 2.30 on a Saturday, so I guess we can't complain too much. Um, yep. Chris Hein, great stuff. Go enjoy the rest of your night and the rest of the time in Memphis. We'll catch up with you again soon, okay? Thanks, Mike.